up, homies? Welcome back to the Outkick Bets Podcast. We're here to talk about the 2023 PGA Championship at Oak Hill Country Club on their East Course up there in Rochester, New York. I got the homie Dan Z here to help me break it down. Dan, we got our Rory versus Ron matchup back in place here for the PGA Championship. I know you're excited about it. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to tap out if Rory loses this week. Apparently, you might as well just tap out. Apparently, well, apparently his wife is from Rochester. And, Rory's. Yeah, and they hung out at the uh, at the Oak Hill Country Club a lot during the pandemic. He's a member. Yeah. Both so of he which knows I the thought, course, both which you're going to need. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say both of which are interesting nuggets, but I'm, I'm definitely going to need that. I mean, Rom is... He's just the best player in the world. I don't know what else to say about it. Well, not according to DraftKings. DraftKings has Scotty Scheffler um, plus 700 to win this tournament. Maybe maybe not the best in the world, but at least he's the favorite to win the PGA Championship. Rom's right behind him, though, at 750. So. Yeah, I mean, it's coming off of Scheffler putting up a good showing last week. Rom didn't play. Um when did we last see Rom? I don't have it off the, the top of my head. It was the Mexico Open, right? Where he was second behind Fino. Right. Which he is, didn't win in which the is very much, water downfield. Like, Scheffler's Byron Nelson is Rom's Mexico Open. Like, yeah. yes. They they both yeah. should have dominated. They both looked really good. I guess Rom won the inaugural uh Mexico Open last year. Scotty Scheffler hasn't won the Byron Nelson, but same, same difference. Yeah, I think it's Scheffler's distance that's giving him a little bit of a boost here as far as why he would be favored at this particular course, even though I think most people agree that Rom is the better all-around player right now. And, you know, I'll just go back to what I said at the Masters and why I picked Rom to win that and why I'm picking Rom to win again. It's just he's separates himself from Scotty's putting just so much, man. And... Just especially even the last few weeks, like Scotty's ball striking is never going to be in question. He's gonna hit the he's gonna hit the ball. But man, he just continues to miss short putts, easy putts. Something's going on with him and that putter, and, and that would make me nervous backing Scotty at, at seven to one. Dude, every one of his like post event interviews, he seems very confident and chill about the whole thing. About about missing the putts. I yeah, know. I mean that's just him though. Like he's just a super especially compared to like Rom. Who runs, you know, obviously a little bit hot. He's got known for a little bit more of that having that temper than than Scheffler does. He's much more even keeled in general. But like, you can't tell me it's not bothering Scotty a little bit that he's missing five footers regularly. For a guy of his caliber, he shouldn't be missing the putts that he's missing. Yeah, I mean, he definitely left. He's heat first on the phone. in every. He's first in every other stroke gain category for the most part. Yeah, he's number one on my model for what it's worth. Um, so, according to PGA Tour.com, second in strokes gained total, first off the tee, sixth approach, third driving, and 21st scrambling. So, that you'd think is the profile of the number one golfer, except 102nd putting. And that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a um, guy who's basically top 20 in every single strokes gained stat, to be over outside the top 100 is is almost unfathomable to be honest dude it's crazy so scotty scheffler is gaining 86 or 87 strokes t to green this year 
John Rahm is gaining 64. Um, John Rahm is gaining 25 strokes of this putter, and Scheffler is gaining 0.06. (laughs) Yeah, so the T is the big one, right? Scheffler's number one off the T. Rahm is 16th. That's That's a big gap. Um, Scheffler was sixth approach. Rom's slightly better at third. Total uh, total driving. Rom is sixth. Like he's right there. Scrambling. He's twenty eighth. Scheffler's twenty first. But Rom's seventh in putting. Like so, you mix in all of that incredible play. He's great off the tee, although not as not. He's not quite in that elite category off the tee. You know, just outside the top fifteen. But elite approach at third. Solid scrambling and elite putting. Really. Yeah, I actually, the putting, I'm just kind of giving you a conversation. The putting for Scheffler gives me concern in terms of like him versus Rom. I know, I know Rom is beating my brains in with our Rom versus Rory matchup, but I would rather have Rory in this tournament versus Rom than Scheffler. I, I just, I almost can't believe McElroy is going to continue to play this bad. Like, I feel like one of these tournaments he's going to snap out of it. Right? Don't you? I mean, we've been doing that all year, and it hasn't worked out once. We're like, it's got to be this week, right? Jason Day screwed me. I was a week early on that. Yeah, I think I was maybe a week early on Day. Yeah, you got me too. I had him at the Wells Fargo, which he won. Well, I I mean, he's won previously. I mean, look at Rory's putting. He's 172nd in putting this year, strokes gained. That is abysmal. Yeah. And his driving accuracy, he's almost... He's almost outside the top 200. He only hits 50% of fairways. That that should not be happening. No. No, it's 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 been a disappointing season and I'll tap officially if uh, Rory loses this week to Rom. Um but whatever we have our bet in place. I got four guys that I like in this tournament. I almost got to the window with Patrick Cantley if I had a one regret. It's going to be not betting Patrick Cantley. Um, but I'll start with the first guy that I like. It's Matthew Fitzpatrick. And I've done a lot of, like, watched a lot of these course flyover videos for Oak Hill and, like, done the, 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 the most course research I could possibly do. And this course feels like the country club of Brookline, Massachusetts, last year's U.S. Open that, that Matt Fitzpatrick won. It gives me very similar vibes. The winning score, I think, was six under. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick won the U.S. Open with a six under. And I think this course is just going to be borderline impossible. Like I think the winning score is going to be like a minus five, minus six. So it just gives me that 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 vibe. And we know Fitzpatrick won on, at the Country Club last year. Plus... I was kind of surprised by this. You might, I think you know more about Fitzpatrick than I do. He actually is pretty long off the tee. He, he kind of well, crushes it. He's gotten long off the tee. That yeah, was actually yeah, holding yeah. him. He, he's one of those guys that like got a swing coach, chained his swing, and added like 10 yards of distance because he never was. Yeah, he's he's a little dude, but he's been crushing it off the tee this year. He's like He averages seven yards more than the PGA Tour average off the tee. And is around the green – Stuff is nasty. I think it's always been pretty good, right? His putting is pretty good. He's kind of got the game, you know, to play well at the majors. I think he's always played pretty well at the majors. He didn't get a win until last year's U.S. Open on the PGA Tour. But 
I just go back to the whole comp course between between the country club from Brookline and this Oak Hill country club. And I feel like Matthew Fitzpatrick's gonna is gonna have a big weekend. And it feels like no one's talking about him, which is kind of crazy considering he's a reigning US Open champion and just won the RBC Heritage like a month ago. I don't know. It feels like a, a pick that not a lot of people are going to be on. That's that's where I want to be, or that's where I want to put my money at least. Yeah, I I think thirty is a little short for him, just based on the recency of his irons. He is like not hitting his irons like he should. But that could mean you're actually getting a good price because some positive regression is due here, because. You know, Fitzpatrick's always been a good iron player, and now he's losing strokes on approach this season, which, again, wild. Yeah, not very typical. No, not at all. So, I mean, is this is this a regression week? Is he now a big-game hunter? He got his first taste of a victory at a major and kind of just like, yeah, these other events, I'll show up because I have to, but I'm, I'm here to hunt hunt the big game. I don't know. I mean – yeah, like you said, he played well in the majors last year. He finished 14th at the Masters, 5th at the PGA Championship, won the U.S. Open, and, and 21st at the Open. So, you know, top 21 in all four majors last season. And he was 10th at got... the Masters in April, too. Yeah, and those, but those irons have been so bad. I have trouble backing him just because his approach has been so bad that he's just going to figure it out this week. How much of that is from when he was allegedly injured or, or dealing with a neck thing, right? Because I'm looking at it on Fantasy National right now. He got he sucked at the PB, at the Pebble Beach, and I remember talking about that with you before that tournament even started, and we were both like, "Let's fade Fitzpatrick," and I think you bet him to miss the cut. I did. I like, hit at like five to one. Yeah, um, he sucked the next week at the Phoenix Open, but was good enough around the green, which definitely helps here to keep him, to help him finish 29th. Missed the cut at the Genesis, missed the cut at the players at the Valspar, all terrible at the irons. I don't know when he got healthy, but uh, it appears as though uh, around the Masters is when that was. I mean, the Valspar was March 19th. Masters was April 9th, so maybe he took a few weeks off and that helped him because he's been playing good since. Yeah, he didn't play super well last week, though, or the last time he played at the Wells Fargo. No, no, he didn't. Maybe a, maybe a tune-up, though. Who knows? I don't. I mean, I don't, look, I don't. It's not a. It's not a pick I hate. Certainly, there are many worse players. Um, around that number, like your guy Colin Morikawa, who I'm interested to see your thoughts because I just can't get there with him at all. Speaking of a guy who can't hit his irons, and he hasn't straightened it out at all. His iron play is fine, right? Or what's it? The driver? No, he can't. He can't putt to save his effing life. I don't and, feel like any of his game is really there right now. No, dude, he's always hitting the fairway. It's he's not long off the tee, but he's always hitting the fairway. His long irons are good. He just can't putt. He can't scramble, which I think is partially the putting in his head. And he's also not good around the green. And those. The around the green and the scrambling are the two like unforgivable stats for me where it's like, you know what? I can comfortably pass on Colin Marikawa. I always wow. like to bet him, but I'm I'm alright bet uh staying away from from him in this in this tournament. Yeah, it's not a good fit. 
if it's going to be a low, he's not really the low scoring guy. The the major that he did win most recently, the one where he hit the uh, at San Francisco, like that was sort of a COVID affected one. That that course played extremely easy, and he was able to crush it. But yeah, if you can't if you can't putt and you can't scramble, you're not going to. Well, you're not going to be good at a major. His most recent win was actually, or major win was the 2021 Open Championship. And that's like known for large ass greens where you would think someone who struggles putting would suck. But again, his iron play is good enough to make up for it. He did win that PGA Championship at the TPC Harding Park. But the more I think about it, like he went to Cal Berkeley and Harding Park's up there in San Francisco. I felt like kind of like a course he would probably be very familiar with, right? Um, but yeah, this course doesn't fit his game. That said, you you could have made the same point about the U.S. Open last year, and I think he was fifth in that. So, I think if he was this, playing a lot better than though, for sure, for sure. But he also got tenth in the Masters recently, and like after the round two, I think he was like a fifth or something. And you, my whole purpose here was to bring him up because mm-hmm. I knew you weren't on him to start make arguments against him so that you would go for him and eventually talk yourself into it. It's, it's kind of working. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. I can hear it in your voice. Like, uh... but you're just, you're just done with the move, right? You don't want to, cause we can sit here and talk about Colin Morikawa for the next 20 minutes. If you want. No, I have I, gets... no Colin Morikawa exposure. If you're in fine. Um, I think I like Fitzpatrick a little more than Justin Thomas. He's... And I like him a, a little more. I definitely like him more than Morikawa at that number. I'm interested in that 30, because there are a lot of guys sitting at that 30 number. That's a very popular spot right now. We've got, on DraftKings, five players at 30 to 1. I got two of them. Right. And the one I know that you're not on, but I'm interested in your thoughts, and is Dustin Johnson, who's coming off the Live Tour victory. We saw Kepka come off a Live Tour victory right before the Masters, and they were like, oh, does that matter? Do live victories matter? Well, Kepka played pretty damn well at Augusta and nearly won the tournament. So, I don't know. Got the reigning live winner coming in 30-1. to 1. It's about where Kepka was for the Masters, I believe. By the time it closed, after he won the live tournament, he might have been a little less than that, but it was somewhere in that 25-30 to 30 range. I don't think Dustin Johnson's ever won a PGA Championship, right? Uh, I, got, I don't know off the top of my head, but I do know he is. I mean, he can win a major tournament. That's not an issue for sure. He's gotten second twice. I I'm just wondering if there's like any like Grand Slam watch for that. He's definitely won the Masters. He's definitely won the U.S. Open. Yeah, I mean, he he needs this for sure, and then he would have a shot at it uh, at the Open later this year. This is the other one he hasn't won, but he's finished second, and he's finished at least second in every major. Yeah, that's he's true. Not, has not finished at the Open or the PGA. So I'm. I really like Dustin Johnson. And he was second at the PGA in 19 and 20, back-to-back year, back-to-back second. So this is kind of a a little bit of a, uh, what do you call it? <sighs> Can't think of the word. Well, I really like Dustin Johnson. I was on him to win the Masters. I'm a little snake-bitten from that loss. He finished 48th there and really was just didn't play well um, at a course that he obviously has won at. So I'm staying away from him. But I'm not anti-betting the Live Tour guys. Um, you know, Brooks Kepka's game looked great at the Masters. I could see him. 
I could see I could see Cam Smith, of course, or Dustin Johnson going really well. See, Ta- Taylor Gooch is another guy who's been killing it lately on, on the live I, tour. I don't like Cam Smith here at all. I do not think this is a good course fit for him. I agree with you, but my pushback is that he's so elite putting that he can almost make any course like work for him. Like he's not that bad of a ball striker, right? He can't be if he's uh, no. a, ma- a major no, champion. Cam Smith is a very good player, but this is not. I don't think. I think the length is going to be a problem for him. Understood. We're you know we're on the same page with that one. I'm not. I don't have Cam Smith. I don't have any Cam Smith action or exposure. Um, but back to Dustin Johnson or that thirty to one number. Yeah, where where length is not an issue, by the way. I might be talking myself into DJ here. Yeah. I mean, I already have my my bets like kind of locked in here, and I didn't give Dustin Johnson much look to be honest. I, I just I, I didn't. I'm I'm on my power rankings. Dustin Johnson is twenty fifth. He's ninth in comp courses, second opportunities gained at long tough courses. There's going to be a lot of like long par fours at this course. He's fifth. And strokes gained at these long and the, par fours. And the, the the par fives are the most interesting thing. Like PGA Tour par fives, like at this point, it's like if you don't make birdie, you're losing strokes. But there's a couple of 600-yard par fives that none of these guys are getting two and two. You're going to have to hit at least two great shots to make birdie. There's no gimme holes in this entire course. There's none. That's why I think it's going to it's gonna finish, I think, anywhere from minus four to minus seven. That, that was That's my I mean, projection. Look, we can talk through this all we want. We can bounce around the guys at like 30, 40 to one. And it's fun. But like Scheffler rums winning this tournament. I understand that. Or I, I feel you there. But to me, like Shoffley, Cantley and fee now are all like mispriced in my opinion. All guys, but all guys who I love, don't get me wrong. And, and they are excellent golfers. Okay. Obviously they can't, win majors they just don't win them no they don't no. i don't like I, I i'm i'm whatever it is whatever it is they just don't win major championships like you and i are have been on jason day a lot this year you know um or at least i have i know you have a couple times i don't understand how he could be 28 to 1 and 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 cantley 16 to 1 and cantley is the Golfer who most recently won me money. Like I have no issue with Cantley. I love Cantley, a Long Beach guy. But like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really get that number. I guess maybe I'm falling a recency bias. I mean, Jason Day won an easy tournament, but still, um, it was competitive, right? There was like, there was a bunch of people and within range to win the Byron Nelson. He still pulled it out. So I, I don't, I. I agree with you that Chef and Rom are one and two, and then there's a f- steep drop off from there. I just don't think it should be falling off into Xander and Cantley. I don't like I. I think Dustin Johnson, back to your original point, should be priced higher than than Finau for sure. Finau, I think, is the one that I really have a lot of a lot of trouble with. It's I, I honestly like I look at this board and I just see like Vegas favoring distance big time yeah i think i think they're they're looking at fee now as a guy who can hit the crap out of the ball and i think 
a lot of people believe that you you're gonna have to do that at this course. Like you're going to have to hit the ball long off the tee. Yeah, I mean that's I had driving distance, strokes gain off the tee, and good drives in my model. Like I I factored in heavily off the off the tee, and that's why I like Cameron Young, and that's my second pick to win the PGA Championship. He's another thirty to one guy. Um, I kind of went off model though with him. Um, he's currently 30th on my model, 32nd on my key model, but I took him to win the, uh, the open championship at him, top five, top 10, top 20. So that guy made me a shit ton of money there. And it was under the similar thinking, not, not the same course or not comp courses, but like St. Andrews is flat, flatter than Oak Hill, but there's really no trees. And with someone who's as elite of a ball striker as Cam Young, I just think he's going to have like the, if he can see the pin, he is going to have the creativity and the ball striking to get the ball close to the pin. Right. That's my whole thing. And like, based on all the course research that I've consumed, I guess they removed like 600 trees at this course to open up like sight lines and open up like angles that weren't there when this course was previously hosted the PGA Championship. And I think between his bombing, his creativity, and that new caddy that he has on on, on the bag, I think I think he's going to play well. And I mean, he's finished, what, second in five tournaments since his rookie season, which was last year. I mean, he's due for one. And, I mean, the way he hits the ball, like the, the club head speed, all that, the, 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 the height of his shots – I think he's going to go well at this course. But like you said, dude, like his number, I, I think his number is a little short, to be honest. It's just it's just like you said, it's the books are really factoring in like driving distance here and like ball striking. Like they're kind of, it, these guys are over overrated or mispriced because of which, I would say. And that's why you're getting a good Colin Marikawa number. Like, When's the last time you've seen him at 30 to one? I, I You don't have to agree that it's good, but I'm saying like, when's the last time you've seen it at 30 to one? Like it almost never gets down there. So who's, who's someone you got in the holster? What's up everyone. It's Nick Wright. And I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. 
So, <clears throat> like I said, I'm starting my card with John Rahm, no question about it. That's an easy one for me, and I actually think getting him at, at 750 and, and DraftKings gave me a 300 plus 300 boost. So I got John Rahm at basically 10 to 1, which I'm thrilled with. Uh, happy to get to the window at, with John Rahm at, at 10 to 1. Beyond that, I'm kind of with you on one of your guys. I kind of like Cam Young here. I don't know why, though. I can't quite figure it out because we've seen some duds out of this guy, but like maybe I'm falling trap. Like he's going to hit the ball long and we've just spent a lot of time talking about how important that is, but just it, it it's tough that he has no win equity on the PGA tour and he hasn't even really been playing that well this season. He's 60th in strokes gained. So I'm not even really sure what it is other than can he just blast the shit out of the ball enough and and get that putter warmed up because he can't putt at all either. He's another one of these guys that just can't putt. Yeah. I think he's one of three players that can legitimately overpower the course. It's him, Scheffler, and Rob. And maybe Dustin Johnson. But like I do think he's long enough off the tee where he just he could just bomb and gouge this course. Um and he did well on a couple of the comp courses that I had. I mean, he was third at the PGA championship last year. And that course, Southern Hills and, and, and Tulsa, has got similar uh, course conditions to this one. Okay. His scrambling has been so bad. No, I get he, it. No, I get it. His, he's got to scramble. The sand, the sand traps are a nightmare at Oak Hill. He sucks in the sand. But then again, it was the same thing at, at St. Andrews. Like, you don't yeah. want to get in the sand there. He. He just didn't. He just, he just hit. He carried every bunker, and he actually has like the, that's the whole thing is that he has the distance to where he can carry the fairway bunkers. I mean, we know he can he can hunt for the pin, and yeah, like the the flaws or the reasons to to fade him are pretty obvious. Like he's not going to run the green. If, I wonder if the smaller greens are actually going to bring some of the bad putters into play a little bit more. Because it's not going to be as hard to avoid three putts if you know nothing. If you don't have anything outside of forty, fifty feet, generally, because there just isn't room for it. I don't know. I need a. I should just build my card on scrambling and just see how it goes. I'd just be curious how that would work if I just built a card based almost solely on scrambling. Well, I'll tell you at the end of the weekend because I got Matt Fitzpatrick, and then my next two guys are Hideki Matsuyama and Sung J M. Neither one of which are long off the tee. Both of which are scrambling their ass off this year. Hideki is a beast at scrambling on like these major courses or in in, in tough um, course conditions. He's hold on, let me go to my thing here. He's second in scrambling on um or excuse me, sixth in scrambling on tough courses. Third in opportunities gained. He actually crushes it on my model. He's seventh. And you know how much I love to bet a decky. So once I saw him there, I was like, oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Um, JT's JT's another guy who can scramble a little bit. Oh, for sure. I like JT. I'm actually writing up my head-to-heads right now, and I like him to beat Hovland um, at this tournament. Man, I'm excited for this tournament. Let me just say that. I think this is going to be a really good golf tournament. I'm with you, dude. Like, I... I really like Southern Hills last year, and the PGA Championship last year was my favorite major. 
I mean, the Open, I, I, I crushed the Open. I had Cam Smith. But still, I like the PGA Championship the most. And That's a hot take. I'm just saying last year, I just enjoyed that tournament the most. Oh, I thought you meant in general. It's your favorite no, major. No, no, no. I, I mean, I'm still new to golf, so but maybe it can be if it's a sick tournament again this year. I mean, that tee shot that uh, that Justin Thomas hit in the playoff and the drivable par four was absolutely spectacular when he beat Will Zalatoris last year. That whole final round was spectacular between that Mito collapse, Zalatoris, uh, versus Justin Thomas in the playoff. And again, my dude Cam Young was right there. Uh, Could have made that playoff. But I do not hate a Justin Thomas look, especially at 30. Is he still at 30 to 1? 30 to 1. I don't hate it. And he's in that group. That group, That's the, looks like the meat of the, that's going to separate you is where you decide to go in that 30 to 1 range because there are some, there are some tasty options there. It could, but to your earlier point, it could all be a trap. Like, it's just yeah. like, if if Scheffler and Rom win this, then then the thirty to ones would look like a trap because there's going to be a bunch of idiots like me sitting here and be like, "Well, Cam Young at this price is really good. Can't, Colin Marco at this price is really good." And it's like, "Yeah, well, Rom posted a minus eight, and that was good enough." So there's the tournament. I think the score is going to be a little lower than you think. Why? Because these guys are so good. They're just so good. Yeah, but and the- they figure it out. The PGA Championship last year, the winning score was minus five. I mean, this one's tough, dude. I I got it at 10. Actually, 11 is my official prediction for the winning score. Fair enough. Who else do you got on your card? So, as we've been talking about, this is all just kind of like for fun in that I still think the winner is going to be one of the top guys, and I'm back in ROM. But uh, if I'm looking down the board a little bit, my, like, sneaky pick that I might squeeze into a couple of pools is a live guy, but not one that we usually talk about, and that's Joaquin Neiman, who I'm a big fan of, have always been a big fan of. I was actually – he might have been – outside of, like, the Kepka defection and, like, the Dustin Johnson defection, I didn't really – like, I don't care. Honestly, I didn't really care that Cam Smith defected. Like, I know he's a great player, but he's not – I don't find him that interesting to watch play golf, but like I love Joaquin Neiman and I miss him on the PGA tour. And he even yelled at me once at the travelers, which was great. We didn't yell at me, but he like, I like yelled, Hey, Joaquin. And someone else like behind me was teeing off and he like put his hand up to be like, yo, someone's teeing off behind you. And I was like, that's nice of you, Joaquin, to think about your competitor. You should have been thinking about his fan though. Um, yeah, you, um, he's 16th on my model. He's 12th on my stats. I have literally nothing. I guess he's bad at scrambling on these long, difficult courses. But other than that, there's really nothing bad to say about Joaquin Neiman. Yeah. He's another guy. He quietly gained a ton of distance in between from 2020, like basically COVID. Uh, he went from like a 301 guy to a 310 guy on his last year on the PGA tour. So he can definitely... Uh, he can definitely move the ball out there, so I'm not worried about that. He, he's another one, though, like can't putt. So it's just, uh, like I said, though, we're talking about a guy who's 70 to 1 for a reason. I don't expect Joaquin Neiman to win this tournament, but I think he, if he gets that putter hot, he's a guy who can make, who could make, at least make it interesting, at least keep me engaged. 
I just decided I'm going to ride out with you on Joaquin Neiman. I love that. The only the only putting surface he was, he's gaining strokes on is bent, which is the is which is at Oak Hill. And by the way, though, he was 41st in scrambling his last year on the PGA Tour, and he was 39th in sand saves. So he's actually pretty good out of the sand. It was the rough that really hurts him. He's not great out of the rough, but he's actually pretty solid out of the sand. And because of that, he's actually, in his last year, was pretty solid overall on scrambling. Comp course that I have here for uh, Oak Hill, Riviera Country Club, and he absolutely dominated Genesis in 2022. He dominated yeah, another, that tournament. Another good stat for him from his last season on the PGA Tour is his approach from greater than 200 yards away, which is going to happen a lot. Yep. He was 17th. He was top 20 in that category, and that's an important category this week. I think, again, for a guy who's 70 to 1, if you're playing in a pool or you know, you're know you doing a DraftKings lineup or something like that where you're not just – necessarily picking outright winners but guys maybe down the card who could make a little bit of noise he's a guy I like a ton i'll probably throw a little sprinkle on him at 70 to 1 because again why the heck not but i don't expect him to win but i i mean top 10 he's five to one five and a half to one i kind of like that a lot i'm not paying attention to what he's done on live but he was 16 at the masters 11th at the tour championship what is there like 30 people on that one, so maybe that's not that great. But 8th at the BMW, 13th. Well, you can't really St. count the Jude. Tour Championship because they start with like a different – they start with a starting score, so it's like based on your points going in. So that one yeah, you can right. pretty much just throw out. I mean, he was 6th last year at the Farmers. Torrey Pines is a comp course that I used in my model here. Um, at the PGA Championship last year, I don't think he did well. And 23rd, not bad. He's also – Believe it or not, this is kind of a crazy stat. He's made 10 straight cuts at majors. We know we want just someone to be there on the weekend. Especially because I think you're tripping 10 under. Like, like, no way, 10 under. Maybe, what do I know? Maybe you're running hotter than me in golf. But yeah, I think if you can make the weekend, like, there's going to be a lot of people in the mix because the scores are going to be bad. That's all I'll say. I don't know if it should be low or high. I don't know how, I don't know how the phrasing of that works. So I'm with you on, on Joaquin. And, um, and of course, I'm going to go with Sung J.M. Yeah, There's yeah. no way. I, like, it's tough enough for me to pass on Colin Marikawa. I just wasn't passing on, on, on Deki and Sung J. Sung J coming in hot won his last event in South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> he went over to South Korea. Last year, he missed the PGA Championship because he went to South Korea to play in the same tournament, tested positive for COVID, and they just kept him in South He couldn't leave South Korea. So he couldn't even play the PGA Championship last year. But he uh, hit the the event-clinching birdie off of, um, well, after he hit um, a ball from the sand uh, around the green like five feet from the pin to win that, that tournament in South Korea. And I threw that into my article, but he's just sick in the sand. He's sick around the green. I mean, Sung Jae really has like a pretty complete game for his career for the last five, 10 and 20 events. He's picking up strokes in all the major categories. He's not long off the tee, but he's always hitting fairways, solid with approach, solid putter, great around the green. I mean, here's his last, I don't even know how many starts. Fourth at the Farmers, comp course. Sixth at 
uh, Phoenix Open. 56 at Genesis sucked. 42nd Honda. That was disappointing. 21st at Arnold Palmer. All right. Six at the Players. 16 at the Masters. Seven at RBC. And eighth at Wells Fargo. Like, I think he's got eight top 20 finishes and like 14 full field events this year. Like, I love him for a top 20. I'm going to sprinkle on him to win, even though, you know, it's probably going to be Rom or Scheffler. So, but I think his top 20 is going to get home for me. Got home for me at the Masters. Got. Got a little sweaty. Needed him to birdie a par five there in the back nine, but he got there. He got there for me. So going back to the well with Sung Jay. Are you ever gonna bet Sung Jay? No. Is it because you don't bet placements? Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I use him in pools. Are you doing my pool this year? I mean this tournament. Probably. It's yeah. in my email, right? So I'll uh. I'll square that up later tonight, probably. All right, who else do you have on your, or even matchups you're looking for, first round leaders, anything that you've, any of that sort of stuff you thought about? Yeah, I gotta dig into the, um, I gotta dig into the tea times, and have we? What? Oh, you haven't given that yet. What do we got? Weather, early, late. What are we talking about? Um, well, Fitzpatrick, out of my card, Fitzpatrick is the only one in the AMT time on Thursday. Um, the other three are in the PMT time. Who do you want to know specifically? Help me out here. I'm just curious, just in general. I know the tee times. I'm just curious if there's going to be a big swing. They're saying, I heard I heard a podcast today say something that the AM, thir- Thursday AM could be postponed because it's going to be so cold that there could be a frost delay. Supposedly Ooh, cool. it's going to be cold in Rochester this weekend, which is which is a factor. That's another reason why, like I I like Cam's Cam Young. Like you know he's the ball flight's probably going to be not as long in the cold weather. Um, but with that being said, if you're shopping around for an FRL, you have you have to get the second the second wave. So three of my guys are there. I don't hate Tony Finau. I'm just seeing him at the, uh, maybe he comes out hot and then ends up sucking it up. There's a bunch of guys. Dustin Johnson, he's got a, a PMT time. Let's look at his FRL. Plus 3,500. <sighs> I don't like it. Here's an interesting, so I just went through the matchups because you uh, brought my attention to it. I hadn't really uh, looked that deeply at them, but I see one that's jumping off the page at me, and it almost... It feels like a sucker bet, so I want you to talk me out of it because the line doesn't make any sense. Wyndham Clark is favored minus 120 over Adam Scott. Yeah, I was about to make an Adam Scott. I was, I was working on an Adam Scott argument before you connected with me, and I just couldn't do it. Wyndham Clark is like playing his ass off this year. I know. I'm assuming you're thinking Adam Scott because you bet him last week and you like Adam Scott. I like Adam Scott. And he just doesn't like. He doesn't like. He's gonna be there. He doesn't miss cuts. Like he'll be there. Yeah. I. I like. I guess I don't know enough about Wyndham Clark, but it feels odd to me that he would be favored over Adam Scott. I get you, but once you start kind of looking at his numbers, it, it does frankly make sense. Maybe I. Accounted too much for trending, uh, t- trending form in my model, but he's 14th in my model, 
Adam Scott is 48th. Really? Yeah. What doesn't it like? It doesn't like... He's bad at scrambling at these long courses. Um, He's not trending that well. Only 70th in total strokes gained uh, over the last 24 rounds, like six events. He kills it on bent grass greens. Um, I have to like dig into the stats. Hold on, I'll get there. He's 118th in approach over the last 50 rounds. 98. Yeah, but he's, he's eighth this year in approach greater than 200 yards. Like those longer. Yeah, that's true. He's good. Those longer ones might be okay. And he's good out of the sand. He's, he's another one where he's, his scrambling is negatively impacted by the, his rough play, but his sand play is actually very good. He's good on par fours, got some good distance, but... All right, you talked me out of it. Good enough. I figured it was a sucker bet because I feel like people, the books want you to bet Adam Scott at even money, so... That's kind of what I think, too. That's why I was like, well, wait a second. Should I go Wyndham Clark? Should I go the opposite way? Because he's seventh on my stats, dude. Like, he doesn't really suck in anything. Granted, it's, it's a lot of somewhat recency bias over the last 50 rounds, but... I couldn't make an anti Wyndham Clark argument. I really wanted Adam Scott at even money. Like I was, I was feeling that for a second, but couldn't end up getting there. No, uh, I think, I think it might be the other side. I might actually go Wyndham Clark. I might turn on my boy. Knife from right in the back. I might have to. I'm looking for an FRL that just pops. I don't know if I'm going to get there. Not in this podcast, at least. All right. Well, I like Matthew Fitzpatrick at 30 to 1. Cam Young, 30 to 1. Sung JM, 35 to 1. And Hideki, 55 to 1. Well, I'll give you one I definitely like now that I'm seeing it. It's another minus 120. And I'm, I'm actually on the minus 120 side. And that's Joaquin Neiman over Sahith Tagala is his tournament matchup. And I would I would hammer that. Oh, you got to look up. Yeah, where's Stigala? He's 43rd on my model. And don't you have... I got Neiman in the mid-teens, I think, right? Yeah. 16. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one quite a bit. Yeah, he killed that. The... He's had some good finishes this year, though. Yeah, he does. He, he randomly pops. Yeah, and it's usually the ones after his shitty finishes where he randomly pops. Like 54th at the American Express, 4th at the Farmers. 39th at the Phoenix Open, which he was supposed to do well at. I bet him there. 6th at the Genesis. Right, 74th at the Players, ninth at the Masters. He was 56th last, his last event, the Wells Fargo. He's probably going to be. What's his FRL? Uh, well, he's plus 9,000 to win the tournament. He's plus 9,000. Joaquin Neiman is plus 7,000. So their matchup... Um, this was a Joaquin Neiman minus 120. 120, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just going to sprinkle on Neiman to win the thing and uh, to place, but I'm not going to bet this head to head. Here's another one. What's up? Siwoo C- Kim over Harold Varner. Yep. I like that one too. I was thinking about that one. Just again, uh, part- you got to pay for it, but I think it might be worth it. Well, I hit Siwoo at the Sony. I love Siwoo. He 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 played really well at the Byron last week. Right? I think he was second, solo second maybe. 
Um, and Varner hasn't done shit forever. Like, I'm a little confused as to why he's even in this tournament, to be honest. Is it because, like, there's, there's like, 25 PGA professionals that probably shouldn't be here, too? So they're like, you know what? We can go 18 deep on the live tour. I was just bringing Harold Varner. It he, tells you. What is his... I'm going to look it up, though. Yeah, you can find out why yeah, he Yeah, it'll tell tournament. you exactly how they qualified. But, like, long, difficult courses, he's terrible. Like, 88th in scrambling, 108th in long, par 4, 69th in um, opportunities gained. He's pretty bad around the green as far as I can remember. Um, oh, no, I have that wrong. He's 11th around the green. What? 96 off the tee, though. Not very long. Not very accurate off the tee. So I think he can be out of this one quick. Plus 20,000. What's Siwoo at? Plus 9,000? Ooh, I think I like Siwoo here. Siwoo's around the around the green game. Um, it's 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 flash here. He's nasty in the uh, 175 to 200 approach shot bucket. It's actually first. So I don't hate that. Well- I think it looks like they invited the top 100 players in the world, of which Harold Varner is. How? I feel like I, mean, I feel like if we if we if we sat here and did it, we can name 100 guys better than Harold Varner. Anurban Lahiri made it at 98. Okay, that's way more offensive than Varner. That's what I'm saying. Although they kept Cameron Tringali out. And I think I would take Tringali over Varner in a head-to-head, if I'm being honest. Now you're tripping. I do not like Tringali. No, I don't. Uh, What has he ever done for you? He beat the shit out of that tee box the one time. Right? Was that him? You mean, like, literally, like, with a club, he beat up a tee box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way to bet on that. I want to say it was Tringali. It was actually kind of crazy. It was the the T marker, you know, where they he beat the shit out of the T marker, and literally some like PGA Tour employee let went running up and replaced it almost immediately. <laughs> it's like they're ready for that. They are ready in case something happens to a T marker. I I want to say it was Tringali. Oh, if it's not, I'm gonna be upset. You know, they have to have policies in place for like golfer vandalism. Oh wait, it was Van Royen. Damn it, I get those two confused a lot. All right, so we both don't like Tringali again, right? It was at the PGA Championship in 2021 that Van Royen went nuts on marker. Is high, he in this? High stakes, dude. High stakes. Really gets he's people's blood boiling. He's not in this, is he? EVR? I hope not. That would, <laughs> that would ruin the the uh, contest. Van, no, he's not in here. Ben Good. Griffin's in here? That son of a yeah. bitch. <laughs> I actually have a little bit of Ben Griffin exposure. Yeah, he's amazing scrambling and out of the sand. Just, just amazing. I have some Ben Griffin exposure in the pool because you have to pick one golfer who's like three hundred to one or worse. This is the pool that you have. Yeah. Oh man, wait a second. You know I had called dibs on Ben Griffin. Look, man, it's not that kind. Of, it's not a draft. You can pick whoever you want. All right. All right, well, I'm with you on Joaquin Neiman, and uh, yeah, 
Hideki, let's go, baby. Cameron, Sungjae, and Matthew Fitzpatrick. I think I need to be hurt again by Matthew Fitzpatrick. I banned him last year, and I don't remember what tournament I bet him, and he failed for me, and then I and then I ended up banning him. But now I got to find another reason to ban him. So he's probably gonna miss the cut this week at the BGA Championship. God, I hope so. All right. Well, <laughs> has nothing to do with you. I just I have zero Fitzy exposure, and I think people will. So he's a guy I probably need to fade. Why do you think that? Because you heard it from me? Because I've heard no one say Matthew Fitzpatrick. And you famously don't listen to other people's sports opinions. Whereas I do I for do. golf. Oh. I read a lot of golf stuff. All right. Well, if you're reading, I guess you're reading different things than me because I don't. I haven't heard anyone be like, you know what? I like Matthew Fitzpatrick. So are you just? Is that your contrarian play then? Kind of. Uh, I and I'm going back to the whole thing where I th- this course feels like country, the country club, which he's which he's won at. Like it just feels like it. And I, for some reason, I get the, I get like a vision in my head where he could be good and cold. Like I can see him just buttoned up and still crushing. Yeah, the ball. he's he's a. Um... An Irishman, I mean, uh, an Englishman, and they they play well in cold, windy conditions because that's what they grew up playing. They do, right? Okay. Yes, absolutely. I don't know There's what the climate of... is like out there in the UK. It's cold and rainy, and usually crappy. <laughs> Sounds like Matt Fitzpatrick Lond- is going to go well out there. You ever heard of London fog? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Well. You gotta get you gotta get some more just general information about the world. I have to life. be smarter. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> not about being. That's nothing to do with being smart. It's just like exposing yourself to more things. Well, I don't know. I really like my neighborhood, and I don't really want to leave it. So, okay. <laughs> I think I have enough exposure. Fair enough. Well, hey, thanks for joining me here on the Outlinks podcast, the uh, golf gambling show here on the Outkick Bets podcast feed. That's all I got for you guys. Peace out. Go Cam Young.